welcome. Oh my God. Hey, <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I can't even. Ah, okay. My name is Avery and welcome to the very first episode of Avery Reads a Book. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a very self-explanatory podcast. I'll go over, you know, a little bit of what we're going to talk about over the next however many episodes until I, you know, give up and get sad and stop recording. Um, hi, I'm Avery and I do read books. I know the title might be a little bit misleading because it sounds like I read one book and I've only read one book in my life, but that is not true. I am a huge, huge book lover. Um, it's something that I've always been passionate about. I've been a huge reader since I was a kid, and it's actually what I studied in college. I recently graduated with a degree in English, uh, creative writing, but still literary studies. So, I mean, to be an English major, you kind of have to like to read and write. So I do like to read and write. And I'm currently in grad school uh, to get my publishing degree because I literally want to spend my life around books. That is all I want to do. That's all I've ever wanted to do. And so far, um, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm sitting in my office right now and I have books to my left and books to my right and way too many stacks and way too many books that I keep buying. Even though I have to finish so many of these, I keep buying books. It's a huge problem. Um, we can talk about that another time. This is a long intro. I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, so I decided to start a podcast because one of my favorite things to do is recommend books for people to read. I love to listen to people talk about the books they like to read and then kind of branch off of that and find other books that they might enjoy. And I like keeping updated with people who are reading books that I've recommended. I, I don't know. It's kind of like a dream of mine to be a librarian and just recommend books to people because it's just when I'm passionate about something, all I want to do is talk about it for hours. And I think my boyfriend is really tired of me talking about books because that's all I do every day, all the time, 24-7. So that's kind of why I decided to start this podcast. So I have like a venue for me to talk into the void about everything that I'm passionate about and excited about because there are always new books coming out that I am so excited to read, which is a problem because there are so many classics and books that have come out in the past that I, I want to read, but they keep coming out with more, which is just kind of how the world works. I know that's not like a new phenomenon, but like it's an issue. It's a problem. Ah, anyway, this is a podcast where we're going to talk about what books I read the previous week. Um, sometimes we're going to have special episodes where we talk about a genre or just bookish topics in general. Every week I try to read two books. I try to listen and finish an audiobook, and then I also read a book. It's my goal in 2021 to read 81 books. Last year I read 52 exactly, which is like how many weeks there are in a year. I My goal was to do a book a week which ended up being pretty easy, especially with the pandemic. I mean, I had a lot of time and not a lot of anything else to do. Um, but then once school started up again, it kind of, I kind of um, fell off the wagon a little bit. But we're back on the wagon and we are rolling, folks. So that's just kind of what we're going to talk about. If you ever have recommendations for me or you ever have like a book that you want me to talk about or a topic or a genre, whatever, feel free to message me on Instagram 
on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at Avery is anxious and my Instagram is Avery.Ferrin, F-E-R-I-N. So DM me if you have any book recs. I want to hear them. I always want to hear them. I probably will end up buying it and it might sit in my TBR stack that is growing oh so tall. Hey man, it's really tall. So let's just hop right in. I'm sure you're tired of hearing me ramble about why I like books, (laughs) but Hey, actually, if you're tired of hearing about why I look like books, I mean, this might not be the podcast for you because that's quite literally the topic of this podcast. (laughs) So anyway, this week I'm kind of reading a bunch of different books at once, which is something that I try really hard not to do. I try to do one at a time, but sometimes I like hit a rough spot in a book where I'm just kind of bored and I don't want to DNF, which means did not finish. I don't want to DNF it because I'm like, I I need to power through, but I decided to take a break and start a different book. And then it just, it's a spiral that never ends. Um, but right now I am reading the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm almost finished with it. I decided to read this book because it, it's gotten so much hype. Um, so many different book clubs that I follow on YouTube and, um, on Instagram have been reading it. And it's just, it seemed like the book that I would like. I really do like Taylor Jenkins Reid. I read Daisy Jones and the Six earlier this year. Well, no, it's 2021. I read it in 2020. I read it in the summer. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I listened to it via audiobook. And holy shit, guys. If you have ever thought about reading Daisy Jones and the Six, first of all, do it. Second of all, listen to the audiobook. I read it um, on the app Libby where you just put in your library card information and you have access to thousands of free audiobooks. Sometimes you have to put them on hold, but like I said, it's free. Audiobooks are a godsend when it comes to, you know, just being busy. And so many of us are busy right now and not a lot of us have time to like sit down and read a novel, which is totally understandable. And then on top of that, not all of us can read physically. You know, we don't have the attention span or, you know, there are people with who who literally physically cannot read. And this is just a way to consume books and that kind of media in a digestible, easy way. So I can never give enough praise to audiobooks and Libby in general. The app, you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your computer whatever. Go to your local library, get a library card. (laughs) That's been a public service announcement. Get a library card. Anyway, if you decide to read Daisy Jones and the Six, please, please do the audiobook. It has a full cast, which is kind of rare in the audiobook world. Usually there's just one or two people narrating the book and like altering their voice for different characters, which can get cringy. But since Daisy Jones and the Six is told in like this interview style, it's it's a fiction book, but it's like uh, uh, fictional interviews. Every character has is played by a different person, so it really comes alive, and you get the sense that they are actually being interviewed, and they're actors, so they have just this awesome ability to embody the characters. Uh, this is turning into a Daisy Jones and the Six review, which is not what I I intended, but Taylor Jenkins Reid wrote that, and. I really like books that talk about 
the rock and roll Hollywood scene of the 60s. I think that it's so interesting and problematic and just fucking wild, guys. I love reading autobiographies of rock stars and film actors from that era because the stories are just so bonkers. Just so bonkers, guys. But this book, uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, takes place in a similar time, but it's also kind of similar to Daisy Jones and the Six in that it's the story of an interview, sort of. So it's a fiction book about this woman, Evelyn Hugo, who was a huge, gorgeous film actress back in the, I want to say, 60s. Yes. She was sort of like the Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn type of actress where she was in all of these movies in this like sex symbol that everybody loved. You you get, you know, the vibes. <laughs> um, but the story takes place in modern day and there's this journalist who Evelyn Hugo has hired to write her autobiography and tell her story since she is this mysterious woman who has had seven husbands in her lifetime. And everybody is like, dude, what? She doesn't do interviews. She's very secretive about her life. And everybody wants to know the story of Evelyn Hugo. And she's getting older. So she decides finally she wants to write some, to hire somebody to write her autobiography. So she hires Monique, this journalist, to interview her basically and then write her autobiography, Ghostwrite. So part of the story is that and this interviewer, this journalist talking to Evelyn and her experience with. Evelyn as an older woman. But then it's also told from first person from the perspective of Evelyn back in the day. So you're kind of getting this this dual narrative here of Monique's first person narrative interviewing Evelyn and then some chapters when she is interviewing Evelyn you get the stories that she tells. And each chapter is kind of like divided up or I guess section. Each section is divided up by husband. And it's so interesting, guys. I am absolutely eating it up. It's one of those things where you, you don't really know what's going to come next. And this woman is such a, like a Pandora's box type of character. She, she is so layered and there are so many instances in her life that could just be separate stories in themselves. Like it's this one massive story of her life, but each story could literally be its own novel. And I, I can't imagine being a woman in Hollywood in that time. Just hearing about the limitations and the sexualization, which obviously is still an issue, but just the sexualization of women and the different standards and limitations that are placed upon them. It's disgusting, but it's very interesting to hear about. And I really do like reading old Hollywood glamour stories. I that's I know it's an idealization and I know that it's glorified and it was really fucked up, but they are really interesting. Um so I'm reading that and I'm loving it. The big question in this book that we keep trying to figure out and we keep returning to was who is Evelyn's great love of her life? Like, who is the greatest love of Evelyn Hugo's life? And 
I think I've already figured it out. I'm obviously not going to spoil it for you, but um, I'm very happy about the answer. Uh, like I said, I haven't finished, so I don't know necessarily how it ends. So I can't give a full review, but I, so far, the answer is good and I like it. I think this interview style of writing is coming back, honestly. There are so many books that I've read about and read that utilize that interview style narrative. I mean, Taylor Jenkins Reid wrote two of them. Two of her most popular books feature that. It's a really great way to characterize and to get, tell a story that happened in the past in present day. It's a great way to add character. It's fun for audiobooks. I'm not listening to the Evelyn Hugo audiobook, but I can imagine that it's great. Um, so far, I am leaning towards a four star out of five star with this book. Obviously, I can't fully commit to that rating because I haven't quite finished it, but you know, I can pretty much tell. So while I'm reading Evelyn Hugo, I'm also reading um, this romance novel. Okay, let's take a break and talk about romance novels for a second. I have been on a romance novel kick for the past couple months. I, I'm so unashamed of my love for cheesy romance novels, like the kinds that you would pick up at like an airport gift store with the shirtless man and the heroine on the cover. Like I eat that shit up and I am not ashamed of it. There's a reason why they are some of the most successful books in terms of copies sold and why people continually buy them. Romance novelists I mean, they're dubbed chiclet, but romance novelists are some of the hardest working people in the industry. They put out books faster than like any other genre. I've seen some of the series that I followed. I've seen some novelists put out like three books in the span of two years, like big books, like fully formed novels and published and marketed and put out, which takes so much work. And it's impressive. And I love it. I don't read romance for like dissection purposes. I don't read it for the symbolism or the themes. I read it to relax and I read the genre just for something fun. I read a lot of heady academic books for my degree. And I'm also reading a lot of activism books and autobiographies and these really rich contemporary fiction books. And sometimes you need to take a break from that and read something a little bit more easy and enjoyable, something you can fly through pretty fast. And that's when I decide to pick up romance novels. So I finished It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover last week. And I I can't even tell you how much I liked that book. It was the first Colleen Hoover book that I have ever read. And Colleen Hoover is kind of like a staple in the romance community. She has a lot of books that are very um, hate to love you trope, like that trope of like enemies to lovers. But then also she handles a lot of really dark and intense and important topics in her novels as well. It Ends With Us has been recommended to me a number of times and I picked it up and I started it months ago and then I just wasn't feeling it. 
So I set it down and then I really needed a romance to just fly through. So I picked it back up and holy shit, I'm glad I did. I'm not going to tell you too much about the story because it will spoil it. Um, but it's, it's a book that is a romance, yes, but it also deals with the topic of domestic abuse, which is really hard to write in an honest and, um, how do I put this? An honest and insightful new way. Because domestic violence and violence in general is a really, really tough subject as it is. But it's also very individual to the circumstance and the individual themselves. So when you're writing from like the first person perspective, and then you have this topic of abuse come in where this first person character is being abused, you have to really get into that character's mindset. It can't just be automatically condemning the abuse because a lot of the times victims of domestic violence aren't aware that necessarily that they're being abused right away and they make a lot of um, justifications for their abuser because they are conditioned to and that's an aspect of abuse and it's really hard to write that. But this book handles it um, just exquisitely and I loved it and it was heartbreaking and I wanted more. The ending was a little bit uh, not what I wanted. I I was frustrated with this main character because I just, I wanted her to be happy and I wanted her to find peace. And it just felt like she kept getting knocked down throughout the whole novel, which, you know, it makes for a really interesting dramatic read, which is kind of what I was looking for. But I just wanted her to be happy. I wanted her to find peace. I felt like I was talking to a friend who, you know, just keeps getting knocked down and all you want is to see your friend succeed and find love. But I'm not going to tell you how it ends, obviously, but it ends with us, Colleen Hoover. Definitely recommend. I'm not sure where to go next with Colleen Hoover books. So if you guys have like some sort of insight on Colleen Hoover as a person, like as a genre at in its own, tell me what I should read next. I was thinking about Ugly Love. Um, Verity is another one, but I heard that that's kind of more horror novelish, which I, I love, but it's not romance, what I was looking for. So I don't know. Let me know. But right now I'm reading another romance novel called Wallbanger. Yeah. Um, by Alice Clayton. I decided to pick this up because it's a, a highly rated book in the romance community. And I was a little nervous to pick it up, admittedly. Because, well, the title, Wallbanger, and then the the cover is literally, like, two people fucking. Like, with their clothes on, like, they, they're, like, about to fuck. I don't know if that makes it, but it's so much. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I just can't go, I can't get myself to sit on the train and read this book. Because I know the old lady sitting across from me is going to give me a side eye. And I'm... A really nervous person and that just makes me anxious <laughs> and that's an issue I run into with romance a lot the covers they need to you guys need to calm down with the covers hey romance editors uh, and publishers that are listening to this give me a book that I can read on the train please because wall banger I can't I cannot bring this book home to my parents I cannot so I have to read it in uh, the privacy of my apartment it's great so far. I like it. It's about this girl who moves into this apartment 
and the her neighbor on the other side of her bedroom wall like his bedroom wall is up against her bedroom wall like he's always having like really loud sex <laughs> like at night and she can hear it because the walls are super thin and she's like holy shit this is so fucking annoying shut up and it's like one of those again hate to love you tropes where you know she's so annoyed with this person this playboy who is always having sex with a different person and she's like stop like you're so annoying let me live in peace which honestly that is a nightmare scenario having a neighbor who is constantly fucking someone against your wall and you need to get up early for work the next day and you cannot sleep because, you know, I'm glad you're having fun. I'm glad you're having a good night, but I also need to have a good night and a good night for me is sleep. So it's it's okay so far. Um, I'm actually about to take a little vacation, a vaccinated vacation because I am vaccinated now. A vaccinated vacation with my parents and I'm trying to figure out which books I want to bring on the airplane and on the beach and you can bet your ass I'm leaving Wallbanger at home that's gonna stay right on my bedside table <laughs> I'm sorry Alice Clayton I can't I cannot bring that book um, on the beach with me even if it is Daytona Beach I can't do it so those are the books that I'm reading right now I also just finished the audiobook for they both die in the end um, I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, it was a, it was good. I gave, I think I gave it a four, three, like a three and a half, four star. Um, I listened to it on the audiobook. It was like seven hours. It wasn't that long. And yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I love a little, little gay romance. It was, it was interesting. The concept of this like almost dystopian world where like in order to control the population, you have like a death day. And if you get a call from this like the it's kind of like the government like if you get a call from the death service I can't remember what it's called that means that like within the next 24 hours you're gonna die they don't tell you how it's not the government necessarily killing you sometimes people trip and fall but like you get 24 hours notice like sometime in the next 24 hours you're gonna die and there's this service where you can get paired up with um, somebody else who has also been assigned that day and you can they can be like your um kind of like companion into death, which is a little bit dark. It's a lot of it dark, but it's good. Um, and so these two guys, these two young guys um, get paired up. And the audiobook was nice because both of the guys, um, it like alternates chapters. So like one person's perspective, then the next for the next chapter and so on and so forth. And they're each voiced by a different actor. So it's really easy to um, differentiate between the two, the two boys. I liked it. Um, wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's not like there are other, there are better books you can read. Um, I, I, it reminded me a lot, not at all in topic, not at all in theme, but the writing style reminded me a lot of Radio Silence by Alice Oseman, which I really liked and uh, would recommend. We can talk about it at a different time, but would highly recommend Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, they both die in the end. I think that's really all I have to talk about this week. Yeah. I am going to read Punk, I think Punk 57. I don't know. It's Punk something and then it's like a number. I think it's 57 by Penelope Douglas. I'm bringing that on the trip with me. It's the same author who wrote Birthday Girl, which is a romance novel that I really liked and has a really strange plot. Um, a girl has, so this is Birthday Girl. 
this girl is dating some other guy and they're like 19, whatever. They live in an apartment together because as she got kicked out of her house or there's some family issues and her boyfriend's kind of like kind of a dick kind of isn't there all the time. And she works really hard. She works at a bar and at work one night she runs into this older man and they end up like having like a friendship for the night and um, something happens at the apartment. They get kicked out. Her and her boyfriend get kicked out and she realizes that this this guy that she developed this friendship with at the bar and like started having like kind of romantic feelings for is actually his dad, like her boyfriend's dad. And because they get kicked out of their apartment, they move in with him. So it's this really like messy, fucked up situation that I cannot imagine being in. Um, there's no cheating in the book, surprisingly, but because I hate cheating stories, fucking hate them. But it's great. Birthday Girl was really interesting. Um, so to say this book that I want to read is the same author. So hopefully, hopefully I have good things to say about that next week. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. This has been Avery Reads a Book. I really appreciate you tuning in if you did. If you didn't, then I don't know why I'm talking to you because you aren't listening to this. <laughs> Feel free to give me a follow on Instagram. Uh, I'll My handle is avery.farron and my Twitter is at averyisanxious. I think it's the same on TikTok if you give me a follow on TikTok. Sometimes I post book stuff on there too. Um, other, other times it's just me talking about Taylor Swift and my love for Taylor Swift. So I also have a YouTube channel that I haven't updated in months, but it was a booktube channel and you can just search my name, Avery Farron, and you'll find it. I gotta, I gotta upload that. I try to do so many things at once. I don't know. It's an issue. Anyway, I hope you have a great rest of your week or great rest of your day. Please stay safe. Please wear a mask. I've been wearing two masks, guys. I'm a very anxious person and I want to be safe even though um, I'm vaccinated. So get vaccinated if you can. Um, wash your hands, wear a mask, give your pets a hug, and I will see you on the next episode of Avery's A Book. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.